Uh, welcome to Up the Villa, the Villa podcast from an Australian perspective. We are so excited to be having a tour here in July. Tickets are going nuts. We'll cover our win over Norwich. We'll talk about the tour to Down Under. This is Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. So he went back to Villa Park against Norwich last weekend and it was a bit of a nervy kind of feeling before the game because we haven't been on a great run. We know that it was unlikely we'd be in the relegation battle, but you still want to get clear. And uh, look, the stats, I'm, I'm not always a stats man, but the stats really did highlight our domination of a Norwich team that can play good football, but just cannot score. 21 shots to nine. We had uh, six shots on target. Danny Ings desperately unlucky and a couple of times before he'd scored. Norwich did have a bit more of the possession. I thought the passing from both teams was really good. Um, Interestingly enough, we got it stuck into them a little bit more, which is something we haven't done enough this season. But we are certainly now absolutely clear of relegation. Ollie Watkins, a beautiful ball to him, but he controlled it really well with his head. A player slipped over for Norwich, and Watkins has slammed it past the keeper. And Ings' goal in stoppage time um, came through just um, non-stop attack in the box. Um, a couple spills. Tim Krull with a great save. I just think it was one of those games. We were expected to win, but at Villa Park, we haven't had a great record uh, this season, as we all know. And it was just so satisfying to get that win, um, to pull ourselves well clear now of relegation with only a few games to go. So not from a Villa perspective, but, oh, geez. I mean, it's, it's funny now with results that it, it's highly likely that one of um, Leeds or um, Everton go down. He just... 
I just couldn't have picked that at the start of the season. I suppose that many people would say that is the beauty of the Premier League. Um, so we, at the moment, played 33 games. We're on 40 points. Um, just to put it in perspective, Newcastle, who've been on an amazing, amazing run, um, they've played 35 games. They're in 10th. So with a couple of good results, I mean, we've had a draw and a win in our last couple before a bad string of events. Um we could definitely be in the top 10 in the next uh, few a couple games. So it's one of those seasons. I would honestly expect us, um, we're away to Burnley, and we'll cover that in a minute. I would expect us now, with that bit of safety, with that bit of freedom to go on with it, um, we could certainly put Burnley back in the... Uh, it's one of those guilt-edge things, isn't it? We beat Burnley and... Uh, it gives Leeds and Everton that chance um, to, to leapfrog uh, them, of course. But, I mean, it's Villa that we love, so we'd love to beat Burnley and put them right back in the shit. But it was a good win against Norwich. I was really happy. Um, I, I was surprised we didn't actually score more. I thought we played well enough, and I suppose that's a bit of a story of our season. I thought we played well enough to put four or five uh, on Norwich um, but Krull, Krull had a good game in goals and Norwich had their um, possession slightly over us as well. But we will take every three points we can up the villa. So this weekend sees us travel away to Burnley um, to take on a team that is finally out of the relegation zone. We can put them back in there depending on other results this week. Leon Bailey, which we didn't talk about in our uh, review of the Norwich game is injured again and you know fans are getting really frustrated but no very little pre-season for him quite a few injuries he'd have to be as frustrated as anyone he tried to carry on in the game and I was actually surprised they didn't get him off earlier because he could barely move and, and there was a couple times when Norwich got the ball and I thought we're in big trouble here because he can't even track back so it's been one of those disastrous signings for Leon Bailey and for our supporter group. And I think the frustration grows because you've seen what he did in Germany. You've seen the pace he can bring to a team. And, you know, is it his fault he's injured? It it can't be. I mean, it can't be his fault. But I understand the supporters' frustration. Um, Obviously, Gerard and the uh, coaching staff hold him in high esteem because they want him out there. Um, And he does bring that freedom... um, to allow Watkins to drop into space as he opens it up for Danny Ings when he's on there. But we just haven't seen enough of him. Um, So let's just hope that he can recover from these injuries. It's come at a bad time for him as as well because it's the end of the season. So he's unlikely to get back into the team with a few games to go. And you just wonder, you know, you wonder what what is going to lie ahead for him and, and what value he brings to the team. I, I think you need to have a good squad. You need to have a squad with depth. I certainly would love to see him injury-free, a full pre-season. Um, I doubt he'll travel in July if he's got these injuries to uh, Australia, which we'll talk about that um, in, in a few minutes. But we're going to play with some freedom against Burnley. Burnley are going to be nervous. Yes, they're going to come out all guns blazing. They have the chance to get well and truly out of the relegation. Um, They won't be out of the battle, but they'll be out of the zone. But if we can um, basically hold them in that first half or or get an early goal, it's going to open up. We're going to have plenty of chances in this game. Burnley will not settle for a draw. They can't settle for a draw. They need to get those three points. So there'll be plenty of chances for us. I would love to see... 
and I'd love your opinion on this. I actually would love to see Ings um, with Watkins um, on, on the field if we can do that. We're just going to have to get enough of the ball in the midfield. Uh, McGinn, who I thought, I thought he played quite well. I thought he was very assured on the weekend. If we can get our midfield to even break even, um, I think that we're all um, a massive chance to score uh, three or four goals against Burnley if, if we get the early one. And I think that's the key. If we get the early goal, Burnley's going to be chasing. There's going to be a lot of space open up on the ground. Um, I really think that Villa now, with that freedom, really extreme little chance of relegation, I think that we will take this game. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Up the Villa. Hold on! A goal out of nothing. Exceptional hit from Brett Holman. It's his first Aston Villa goal. And what a huge one it could be. It's been all Rangers and Villa has stunned Loftus Road. Just the start, Harry Redknapp did not want. Well, Kieran Westwood just seconds earlier was waiting for Benteke to touch the ball back to him. It never happened, but it was his ball in Westwood that led to Holman. And what a strike. Left foot going away from the goalkeeper. Couldn't, got a hand on it, but couldn't do enough to keep it out. And what a fantastic start for Villa after QPR's early pressure. With the announcement of Aston Villa travelling to Australia for games against Manchester United, against Leeds and against the Brisbane Roar, we thought it would be good to have a look at uh, an Australian player who played for Villa. Probably didn't have the career that he would have loved to have had at the club, but we're looking at Brett Holman. 29 appearances for Villa, two goals, three assists. A career for almost every club that he played for that was cruelly um, hurt by injuries. Uh, born on the 27th of March, 84. He's played for AZ Alkmaar, Nemegen in Holland, uh, El Nazar in Dubai. I'm a Brisbane Raw supporter, so I live in Queensland. I'm a Brisbane Raw supporter, and he was very good for us. And unfortunately, uh, his injuries weren't managed very well there. Uh, 44 games, 11 goals for us was extremely good. Played for Rotterdam uh, and an Emirates club as well. So he played 29 games to the Villa. Um, I've been lucky enough to meet him and, and get some photos with Raw Tops and, and Villa Tops as well. And in, in fact, he, he did play for Australia and was probably more successful in some ways for Australia, having 53 caps and eight, uh, eight goals in that period of time. So overall, from his domestic career, 383 games, an attacking midfielder who scored 70 goals and 57 assists, that's fairly darn good. And his international career in some ways was almost better than his domestic career. But we've had so many Aussies play for Villa over the years, Brett Holman being one of them, a lovely man, and unfortunately, kind of like Leon Bailey in a way, a career that has been uh, or was severely affected by injuries. So from an Australian perspective, there'd been a lot of talk about Villa coming to Australia. Um, a few different articles had gone out and then we were let, led to believe that they wouldn't be touring. Um, and then finally, the announcement came last week that uh, Villa would be touring Australia and the excitement is huge here. So 17th of July, it's a Sunday afternoon, 2.30. Uh, Villa will be taking on Leeds United at Suncorp Stadium. 
for those people not from Australia, Suncorp Stadium fits around 52,000. Um, it's about 15-minute walk um, from the centre of the CBD in Brisbane. Um, train stations, literally two train stops either side of the stadium, um, about five minutes out of the city. So it's a really easy ground to access. Um, but it's a, it's just so exciting. Um, from my understanding at the moment, it, there's over 40,000 tickets sold. A lot of Leeds supporters were really talking up how huge their support is around the world and everything. But Villa looks like they've sold almost as many tickets as Leeds. There is such an amazing Australasian um, support of Villa. Um, I know there's um, Villa clubs all over this country. And I know a few hundred people coming from New Zealand um, as part of the Villa support group uh, for the tour. There's a lot of people coming over for a holiday from the UK. Um, So just to let you know. Great places to stay. You could always, if you're going to be there for a week or so, head down uh, the M1 to the Gold Coast for a few days. Stay at South Bank, which is an absolutely gorgeous part of Brisbane. It's a walk over the bridge um, to the CBD, um, and you ride on the river there. So get on the what we call the city cats, the ferries. Uh, if you buy a go-card, they get you on trains and all that kind of stuff. It will also get you on the ferries. It's one of the cheapest uh, and amazing little uh, journeys you can do. Uh, midweek, then they're off to uh, Townsville, which is still in Queensland, but it's about you know, 16, 1,700 kilometres north, a beautiful new stadium there, rugby league stadium. Um, they'll be playing there midweek. And then taking on United at Perth's Optus Stadium, one of the newest um, boutique state, or I say boutique, it's a 50,000 seat stadium there. <coughs> Pardon me. Actually, bigger than that. Um, but it's a massive stadium, and Villa's selling tickets there really well. So just be aware. I know that a lot of people say they are friendlies, and it means nothing. So the Villa supporters uh, in Australia and, and New Zealand, this is massive. You know, people do follow Villa. Um, some of them, I've been lucky enough to get to Villa Park plenty of times, but I know some people have never um, got to Villa Park and they are so excited about seeing Villa in the flesh. And there'll be some open training sessions and so forth announced as well. If you're from the UK and you um, believe that only going to Villa Park makes you a Villa fan, I actually, I understand that. But to follow a club that hasn't had a lot of success um, uh, in, in the past few decades You've got to give kudos to these people. I mean, we get up at, you know, midnight, two, three o'clock um, all around Australia to watch Villa. We love them as much as anyone. We love hearing the Villa chants um, at away grounds and, and obviously the Holt end. But this tour, I think it's going to be, I really do think it's going to be a wake-up call uh, in some ways for Villa to realise some of the support they've got around the world. Um, we know if they travel to the US, they certainly um, would, would get plenty of support there. But we absolutely love the Villa. We know of clubs all um, all over the place, Ghana, uh, Singapore. There's so many different countries that have this support. We're a bigger club than a lot of people think. So personally, I cannot wait um, going there with a Villa uh, guy that I've been talking to a lot uh, through social media, but we've never met each other. So there's so many Villa supporters also who will be meeting for the very first time, and that's going to be amazing. We'll record some interviews. We'll get some video up and everything as well. I haven't mentioned it in this podcast yet, but my name's Paul. Um, I've been a Villa fan. I'm 48, been a Villa fan since I was seven because one of my coaches in Australia wore a Villa top and I just loved it. Everyone else was wearing United and, and Liverpool. So I just went for the Villa because of that. Only reason. 
And then obviously we've had so many great players over the years. So this tour is going to be sensational for so many of us. Thanks for joining us for another Up The Villa Aussie Villains podcast. My name's Paul, your host. You can get me at Paul underscore football on Twitter. You can join my Aussie Twitter feed as well at uh, Aussie Villains. We've also got a Facebook page and it's called Australian Villa Fans. We've got support all over the world. We've had plenty of Aussies play for the Villa. This is the greatest club in the world.